Historically and today, our country has been overrun by those with money and power, giving little voice to the everyday American. We're here to change that. Welcome to All Rise, the Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray. Each week, our program addresses the problems we are facing in our country, as well as thought-provoking and effective libertarian solutions. This could change the way you see opportunities in your life and your children's lives as well. Now, here is Judge Jim Gray. Hello and welcome wherever you are in our great country or around the world, because we did get an international footprint. Uh, this is Judge Jim Gray, as you heard. The, the slogan there was accurate. We're here together on the Voice America Variety Channel, and we always are excited to have special guests to discuss libertarian values, basically how the private sector does things so much better and so much more institutionally and with, with better results than government. Yes, of course, we need government for precise things. It's well overdone, but we're going to get into today what? Information. It's called Get Connected, Get Help. You know, you will talk about 211. If you dial on your phone 211, you will be contacting people who have access, who have information about referencing you to various places where you can get more information, get help, etc. And this is with uh, with Karen Williams, who is today our uh, president and CEO of here in Orange County, California, 211 Orange County. So, Karen Williams, welcome Thank you for, for being with us. Thank you for sharing your, your thoughts. And how did you become president and CEO of 211 in Orange County? And what is 211? Welcome. Well, thank you so much, Judge Jim. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk to your audience. Um, how uh, 211 Orange County is part of a national network of 211s that are across uh, the U.S. And Basically, after Hurricane Katrina struck, uh, the United Way worldwide realized that there was uh, a real need to have an access point for people to find resources. So if you think about Hurricane Katrina, one of the things that happened is that many, many people were displaced to an area where they didn't know anybody. And for them to be able to find resources uh, was very, very difficult. So the Houston um, United Way uh, really raised up their 211 group and uh, uh, really reached out and allowed people to be to get connected to the, the uh, health and human services that they need. What I find so interesting today as we're living in this world of COVID-19 or the coronavirus, in some ways it's a very similar situation in that you have many people, while they're not displaced, they may all of a sudden find themselves in need of accessing food and other types of help. Um, that in the past they haven't needed. So while we provide resources and a lot of people who know about us tend to be uh, in, I would say, more of the lower economic uh, strata of our society, we do serve people across the economic uh, arena, including people who have, have um, issues in a domestic violence situation. That's a really good example of one that does not know economic boundaries. Uh, we serve veterans and their families. That, once again, does not necessarily have anything to do with uh, an economic boundary. Or we, we help families who have children with learning disabilities, which, once again, 
does not know that, or people who have parents who are seniors and um, they're trying to figure out how to navigate that path. So 211 is just such an important resource. We are connected to over a thousand nonprofits here in Orange County that offer over 3,000 programs. And um, I know you had asked me quickly about how I came to 211. It's kind of an interesting story. I, I wasn't really looking uh, for 211 per se, but I myself had been in a situation with my family where we were looking for resources. It was during the, the um, economic meltdown in 2008, and we had a health issue in my family, and trying to navigate that path, trying to find some resources was very difficult. And I had actually had um, a bit of time in uh, the internet space early on, and I kept on thinking there should be there should be a way to get connected to information a little bit more easily. Well, long story short, I ended up being introduced to a company called OC Partnership, which manages the homeless management information system uh, for any of the programs that are funded by HUD. And from that, we then ended up merging that organization with 211. And lo and behold, here I am now running this organization providing access to resources for our community. Karen, Ms. Williams, I think if I were to ask the question, what's the most important thing in life, which is about the most general question I can think of, the answer for me is gratification. You know, it's not power, it's not love, prestige. It's knowing that the world is a somewhat better place because you have spent some time here with us. And you have to be getting a great deal of gratification by, in effect, connecting people that are in need, that are in trouble in some fashion, with resources that can help them. Uh, so take a bow. Thank you for doing that. I'm assuming that you get a great deal of gratification, and so do your comrades. True enough? I Yes, that's very true, and I and I really, uh, really want to applaud all of my staff and all the, the people on the forefront, including all the agencies that are our partners in this endeavor. Um, one of the things that I have been really moving towards in terms of really kind of catalyzing my thinking about um, where we are in our, our society is that there's been such a breakdown in my estimation of community. And once again, I think it's interesting with the coronavirus coming on that there, I think we're seeing much, um, more, more and more people reach out to neighbors, which is so important. But we, we took a look at 211, and we really need to look through the spectrum of love, compassion, and community. And what triggered that for us was a woman coming up to me, um, a professional woman, uh, very, very intelligent, well-schooled, uh, has lived in multiple parts of the U.S., um, and she came up to me to introduce herself and said, I just wanted to thank you because 211 saved my son's life. Uh. And I tell you, that really, really hit me. And it turned out that she had had two sons, both who had mental illness. One had since passed away. The other one, in his early 20s, had, um, had become homeless. And somebody gave him uh, one of our 211 cards and told him to call us. Well, he called us. And we were able to assess the situation, get him connected to the right program. And I think if you look at that that path, it's really the love of a parent, right, who's calling or, or the love that someone has for themselves or somebody who's doing an outreach to that person to get them connected to us. And one of our highly trained, empathetic 
care coordinators who will take the call and really listen to somebody and assess the situation and then connect them to one of our wonderful uh, agencies in this community of agencies that we have. So I, I really try to look at, at that as the, the spectrum that we're on. I believe that in our community, uh, in Orange County, I believe in the U.S., I think that, I'll say even within the world, I do believe that people want to be able to provide help. They just don't know how to help people sometimes. They don't know what the resources are that are out there. And that's where referring people to us, to have them call us at 211, it's, it's a wonderful way to get people on the path uh, to get connected to the help that they need. Well, you're really a broker. You have the, you know yes. what the resources are, and you are the, the funnel. You're the people that can call you and then tell you what your problems are, and you aim them in the right direction. You had mentioned your business card. Uh, I got, I, I learned about you from my, I guess, our mutual friend, Dr. Rasa Karkia, who I view as my brother. But, but I'm looking at one of your cards right now, and I'm going to read it. It says it starts with uh, hashtag help starts here. It's 211OC. Everyone knows someone who needs help. Do you know where to look? Dial 211 or various other numbers, or you can text your zip code to 898211. You have a website, www.211oc.org. And then, critically enough, and, and bless you, but referrals to help with, and it has a list, food, CalFresh, veteran military support, medical needs, domestic violence, mental health, utility bills, housing, job resources, senior care, substance abuse, and so much more. And you look on the back, and it's the same thing in Spanish, and then I think it's Vietnamese. I'm not, not sure. Correct. But, mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, that's just, it's just fantastic that this is something that does bring people together, and it's all nonprofit. You're not really involved with government at all, are you, Karen Williams? Um, only from the standpoint, the two areas where we're involved is, one is that we are the Homeless Management Information System, HMIS is what it's called, lead uh, for the county, which means that we maintain this database that everybody has to report their data into, which then goes up to HUD and then from HUD to Congress. So whenever you see reports on the number of homeless in the country or within California, within Orange County, all of that information gets reported out through this large, large system. Um, so th we have that. So we get funding from some government sources, like sure. for that particular piece. Okay. Uh, but you charge nothing for your services, as I understand it. That's, you don't have correct. To put, uh, That's correct. I don't have to give you my visa card before you tell me uh, where to look for mental health uh, assistance. And then, uh, so if I, let, let me just choose a veteran military support. And a lot of these these heroes have PTSD. We used to call it shell shock, whatever. If they were to mm -hmm. call you or their their family members were to call 211, uh, would you refer them to all nonprofits or would you refer them to the VA or or to, is it is it all nonprofit or do you refer them to governments also? Uh, we can refer to both, but the but the veteran example is a very lovely example, and it really shows uh, the length we go in collaboration in the community. So we were part of a – we've always – um, obviously been able to refer, refer to veteran services, whether they're nonprofit or government. 
But about five years ago, the Orange County Community Foundation, along with um, Sisters of St. Joe, wanted to try um, funding a pilot program where a handful of nonprofits would be funded to work specifically on the issue of uh, on the veterans' issues and to work collaboratively. And so when we we started that, um, we actually sublet some space to Battle Buddies. Um, in our building so that we could do handoff of veterans in a little bit more, um, uh, in a little easier fashion, I guess. About uh, two years ago, we actually came together, once again, still being funded by uh, the OC Community Foundation, where we are now all co-located at the Tierney Center at Goodwill. So our our 211 representative, who is in a military family, uh, is the front line. And if you think about 211, you can kind of think of us as being the virtual front door to get into, get connected to these other resources. But within this community that we're, we are housed in, we have representatives from the different nonprofits where they're specifically focused in on helping the veteran or their family navigate through the the different uh, scenarios that they have. Certainly. We had here on All Rise, uh, one of our early uh, editions on June 14th of 2019, uh, Antoinette Balta, who is the head of the VLI, it's called Veterans Legal Institute. Just as one example, are you aware of the Veterans Legal Institute? Do you do you refer people with regard to legal problems uh, to VLI, or yes. is this not one you're aware of? Yes, yes, we do. Yeah, I mean, just this is just marvelous. What is your source of funding, I will ask? Uh, and how, if people wish to assist you in funding or just get more information, how can they get that information or lend that assistance, Karen? Well, so there's, there's several ways uh, in which we're funded. As I mentioned, we do have the HUD funding for this one database side. But other than that, we get uh, a little bit of funding from the County of Orange. Uh, we have a couple of cities who provide uh, some funding to us, but the balance of it is all uh, from private funders or through donations. Uh, we have really good relationship with the United Way here in, in Orange County, of course, and have had for a long time. About I should also mention about half of the two Two one ones in the country are, if you will, owner operated by uh, United Ways, the local United Ways, and the the balance of us are um, uh, independently run. So the one here in Orange County is an independently run organization, but we work together uh, because having this national framework makes a huge difference, especially when you are in any kind of crisis mode, we can really leverage the, the talent and the strength and the knowledge of each of the partners. So that's, that's a really important uh, component for us. But if people are interested in donating to us, they can go to our homepage, uh, www.211oc.org. And on that homepage, there are a couple of buttons that I will point out to you. One is a donate button, so that's the easiest way that goes into a donation stream. Uh, takes you to a PayPal. Um, there's also a button there for 211 Ride, which is just a really lovely program we've got. Uh, we've, we've, um, we're the program manager for it and the creator of it here in Southern California. We are connected to 211 Los Angeles, um, Riverside, and San Bernardino. 
as well as obviously Orange County. And what we put together several years ago was a trip planner for people who need demand response transportation. So that would be somebody who um, might be in a wheelchair, somebody who might have a walker, somebody who needs some little extra uh, uh, help in terms of getting from place to place. And it, 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 actually plans out the trip for you between counties, which is really lovely. We actually created for the veterans because we knew they needed to get from Orange County to Long Beach, you know. Uh, and for those folks, it's like, how do we take a bus? How do we get there? So that's a, that's a really neat program. And anybody can use it. You don't necessarily need to be in that kind of situation, but it's a nice way to plan out your trips. Um, and then the other thing right now, uh, once the coronavirus um, uh, crisis, if you were pandemic, pandemic um, kind of came to be, we decided the best thing we could do was provide access directly to the CDC links and to the Orange County Healthcare Agency links for information. And then because we know one of the areas that are really uh, are going to be important for everybody has to do with access to food. And so um, we've got a, a button that's connected to the different food pantries. You're so multifaceted. Um, with regard to going back to your ride, ride, ride sharing, is this commercial transportation? Do you put, put them up with Uber or a taxi, or or is it the the yes. Orange County Transportation uh, it's, it's Organization? Both. Yeah, it's 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 both. It um, so we're we're uh, connected to all of the um, metro. Um, bus lines, all the, the metropolitan transportation authorities in the four counties. So OCTA is our partner here that we, we have a feed from them in terms of their bus route and schedules. Um, the train, I believe, is on there. Um, Lyft is on there. If there are nonprofits who provide free rides in your area, their information is in there as well. And you can, there's a select criteria that you can uh, get to by by saying what your specific needs are. If you need, if all you need is help uh, going to the grocery store, but you need to make sure that you have help when you come back, you know, unloading your bags and such, you can, you can put that uh, in the criteria and it will, it will get you connected to the right source for, for so travel. I'm blessed not to be financially challenged. So if I were to call your Cal Fresh for food, need food, uh, would I pay full rates uh, if I were financially challenged? Would this be donated? Uh, what, where does the cost factor come into this, Ms. Williams? In terms of CalFresh or in terms of the ride? Either way. Just uh, Does it cost me money to, okay. to accept your ride? No, no, uh, no, no. Well, so so the rides the rides do have a cost to them unless it's a nonprofit that's providing free service. One of the things we're working on right now with United Way Worldwide is um, to be able to have access to um, uh, one of the lifts, one of the services Lyft is specific um, specifically to see if we can get a discounted amount. So that's something that we're working on right now. It's being tested in a couple other communities first, but I expect that that will be able to to um, happen. Um, one of the things I envision, but we don't have yet, but I would love to have is a way that we can have donations come in to help support exactly what you're saying. If you're somebody who, who, let's say you have a job, but you can't afford to get to work, 
um, and, until you've been working for a while, how do we go ahead and get that individual help to buy a bus pass or whatever? So those are things that we're working on. We just haven't quite gotten to that 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 end point yet, but it is it is something that's in conversation. Back in gratification, Karen Williams, uh, you are in effect becoming the town hall. You're becoming the town center for caring people to be able to assist those in need. And, you know, government on this All Rise show, we try to show what government's response is as opposed to the private sector. And you're in the private sector, of course, how much more successful, how much cost effective, how much just we we get things done instead of, you know, with, with government, they have a basically a vested interest in expanding the problems so that they can service more people. Here you are trying to reduce the problems by servicing people so that they can become on their own. But I I just commend you for it. You should get a lot of gratification. You also mention in your materials that you get confidential crisis and emergency counseling. Uh, What does that mean? Who, If I needed some form of confidential crisis or emergency counseling, where would I end up? Would it be with the Orange County Healthcare Agency? Would it be with a private individual? Uh, Explain a little bit about that, because this comes up with some frequency. Right. So there are different, there are different um, avenues that somebody can go, uh, can can take when they're looking for that kind of um, information. So one of the things we'll do as we talk to the caller is to really assess uh, where they're at in their journey, if you will. And some people uh, are totally against talking to um, a government uh, a healthcare, a mental health treatment program. So what we do is we get them aligned with uh, another program who can perhaps walk them through some of that some of that obstacle course, if you will. We work a lot with different outreach groups who might be the first person who will be in front of that individual uh, to help them navigate that space. So much of what happens, and and my staff hears me say this all the time, they kind of roll their eyes, but I always end up with the devils in the details. So we always have these great ideas of, gee, all we need to do is this, but there are all these different steps you need to take a look at. So going back to somebody who might be adverse to, let's say, working with the healthcare agency, then we need to work with one of the nonprofits who offer that kind of mental health treatment, uh, uh, both either internally or at least they're that first outreach worker uh, working with that individual. There, that makes sense? Yeah. yeah, yes, in, in fact, it does. And there are just so many needs, and life is so complicated. By the way, uh, the devil in the details itself, I have never in my lifetime heard anyone say the angels are in the de- details. Uh, so <laughs> you're right on that. You can look back at your rolling eyes, uh, friends, and, and tell them that on behalf of Judge Jim Gray. Yeah, uh, do you get in? <laughs> I, I don't charge for my time either. Um, do you get into suicide prevention? I mean, these things must come up rather quickly. Uh, is, is this part of your service? Yes. So we we do, uh, in terms of the types of crisis calls, typically that, uh, that will come to us will be everything from um, a domestic violence situation, where uh, in that uh, in that environment, what we will do is make an assessment, ask the person to stand the line with us. We will connect. Uh, to one of the 
domestic violence programs. We will let the person know who we're calling what the situation is, and then we actually stay on the line and do a warm transfer and an introduction so the person gets handed off. But the very first thing we always do in talking to somebody in that situation is to make sure that they are safe. Yes. That that's a, a very critical component. Um, if we if we have a call where it's a suicide, um, then what we will do is we will get them connected to the suicide hotline or to Dee Dee Hirsch uh, here locally. But same thing, we'll stay on the phone with them and, and get them over there. If it's a situation where we need to get law enforcement involved, we will once again warm connect and stay on and get them connected to. Um, to the appropriate individual. You won't so, do so that. much of this, I... Hmm? You won't do that involuntarily. I assume that you'll ask somebody if they want you to call the police, if they were for some reason to say no, I assume that that would be honored? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There are yeah. sometimes domestic violence. It's a, it's a serious issue. And I, I'm proud of our country, Ms. Williams, that, that yes, we have these various problems, but at least we're taking the lead in trying to address them. A domestic violence has been around since the beginning of time and, uh, and, and all over the world, certainly in our country as well. But I think we are taking the lead in trying to address these. And you're, you're just made of gold. I'm so pleased to have you on my show to get this word out to people. We all have needs. We all need a broker, which is really what I call you, or you're able, you, you're knowledgeable about where services are, where help can be obtained, and you're, you're receiving calls from people that just don't know. And it's just a wonderful thing. How many people do you have working for you here in Orange County? Uh, on two on your two one one OC. So we have thirty two people uh, at with our organization that are staff, um, and in the past we typically have run somewhere around ten to twenty volunteers. Um, however, once again with the coronavirus um, situation, and, I, and I'm going to talk about this from the non medical uh, challenges that uh, confront the community. That can uh, confront the community, um, uh, which means that uh, there are people who are in need of food, and we needed to make sure that we had a lot more people on the phone to handle Sorry. those calls. Good for you. Just, just simply good for you. Well, we're going to take a short break here, and uh, we're talking with Karen Williams of 211 Information, just, just providing this information to people in need. What a marvelous thing to do. It's furnished to volunteer. It's furnished uh, as a public service to bring our community back together, to lend help, to find help for people that are certainly in need. And we're going to hear a little bit more after these messages, so please stay tuned. Karen Williams, thanks for being with us. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The Libertarian Party is the third largest political party in the United States, and it's more successful than ever. We don't just talk the talk of individual liberty and free markets. We also walk the walk. Libertarian Party candidates are getting elected to office across the United States, and we are making a difference. 
the Libertarian Party is also the only third party that routinely has ballot access in every state. Our achievements and influence grow every year, and you can be part of that success. You can register as a Libertarian Party voter in your state to help us achieve easier ballot access. You can also visit lp.org today to become a member of the Libertarian Party, no matter which party you register with. Join the Libertarian Party today at lp.org. Together, we can move mountains. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Listening to All Rise, the Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray. To find out more about Judge Gray, visit JudgeJimGray.com. That's JudgeJimGray.com. Now, back to All Rise. Well, welcome back. This is Judge Jim Gray on All Rise. As you know, the Libertarian Way with Judge Jim Gray, and we employ libertarian values. And you were just hearing a few of those on the snippets as to how you yourself can get involved. I'm a libertarian because I am a pragmatist. This is the values that we talk about, what Karen Williams here is talking about, of assistance, of of, of trying to help people, being a community, is, is what libertarian values are. But before we come back to our esteemed guest and and well, I'm writing, taking notes as fast as I can when Karen Williams is talking to us about the wonderful things that her organization is doing. My wife has asked that I get a little bit of levity into these uh, shows. So I'm going to tell you that recently I was reading a book on anti-gravity and I just couldn't put it down. At least that's my effort for the moment, Karen. I'm sure we can only do better from here. But it's another example if you get what you pay for. But, well, that's the obligatory chuckle. So I, I tell my guests that they're obligated to give me one chuckle, and so you, you, you've done good. But to come good. back to you, and what, what your organization does, many volunteers, I'm sure you have some paid staff, uh, but what languages do you speak? I noticed on your your business card, you had it written in French, excuse me, in Spanish and in Vietnamese. Uh, what languages uh, do you, are you capable of, of responding to, Karen? So in-house, we, uh, all, of our, all of our folks are bilingual English-Spanish, but we also take calls uh, with Farsi and Vietnamese. In addition, we have access to what's called a language line, which allows us, if somebody is speaking a different language, uh, to connect into that and having, have an interpreter um, guide us through that conversation. So I think we've got, I don't know, 187 languages or something like oh. that. Uh, so we pretty much can, can handle um, any of those calls um, as they what come a, in, and our website is also you can also trans yeah, and you can also translate our website if you if you go to it, you'll see that there's a a pull down option to change language. Huh. Okay. Well, that's excellent. Again, that's www.2110c.org. Correct. Yes, that's just excellent. Right. Well, to talk <laughs> about an example, uh, the coronavirus came out of nowhere. Uh, it hit our country pretty quickly. Uh, it is scary in a lot of ways. Uh, to some degree, it's an overreaction. To some degree, it's an underreaction. But one way or the other, uh, this is the experience we've had. I'm sure that this has affected 211 uh, as well. You've had to expand your your ability to uh, to provide these services. Tell us about just this as an example 
uh, you started with Hurricane Katrina, uh, that's how 211 began. Now the coronavirus has probably taken things into somewhat of a different mode. Uh, tell us a little bit about how your, your group has responded to the coronavirus situation, Karen Williams. Yes, absolutely. So, so um, I think there are a couple of components. One is that technology that we have today is different than we had 15 years ago, so I'll touch on that a little bit. But I'd like to talk about the human element first and, and partnership and collaborations again. We knew about things coming down the pike a couple of weeks, I would say probably before most people were really aware of what was going on. And we expected as being the 211 that we would would uh, really see an increase in calls overall. And so we, we took some steps early on. We, we went ahead and did a remote day. We kind of stress test our own system very early on. Everybody worked at home to make sure that if, if we ended up in a situation with having to have self-quarantine or whatever, we would still be able to serve the public. So I'm pleased to say that that went uh, out without a hitch. We also reached out to all of our partner agencies, all 1,000 plus of them, to say, these are the steps that we're taking. Please let us know if we can be of any additional help uh, to you. And we uh, got a call from Second Harvest, uh, and they had been planning a couple of weeks as well because this was so fascinating to me. Devil's in the details, right? They Second Harvest, uh, who delivers food to over 300 food pantries, all of a sudden had to look at a situation of what what do we do if we can no longer um, take food there, either because the volunteers, who let's face it, the volunteers tend to be a little bit older, so you don't want to have them exposed. Maybe they can't be out. Maybe the actual churches and the little food pantries that are around the community, maybe they're going to be set you know, really closed down. So how do we make sure we get food to people? So they called us and they said, you know, what would be a huge help would be to have us be able to put call 211 on these food pantries uh, to get the most updated list of uh, places where you can get food. Okay, and I said, well, we would love to do that, and absolutely, we think that's a role we can we can help with. We can keep the food pantry list updated daily um, to make sure we can get people where they need to go. But I said, you know, in the meantime, we're looking. I told them we had we had done the stress test day, and I said we're looking to bring in some volunteers. Turned out that at Second Harvest, they have hundreds of volunteers that they were going to have to put on hiatus. And they were really concerned about that because these are people who are very uh, empathetic to people not having food. And they, they said, well, gee, would you be able to use these folks? And we said, absolutely. And they could work from their home as long as they have a computer. And uh, United Ways provided um, headsets for us to give to these individuals, but they can plug into their computer and actually... Uh, just direct people to the updated food pantry list. So what we did is we, from a technology standpoint, kind of slimmed down the process so they don't have to get into looking at all of the different um, areas of need that we focus on here at 211. And if they run into a situation while providing food and somebody's asking for other information, they can transfer them back to one of our highly trained individuals. Uh, and then we also have a group of people who can answer questions about uh, the coronavirus or COVID-19. So 
that's that's a wonderful way for the community to come together and to be able to to work together to solve a problem to get resources to the community. So that's on the human side. On the technology side, because we're in this national network of 211s, we work very closely with those who are in Southern California. So the Ventura 211 is kind of the disaster center for all of our 211s, and they've led the charge on that. They put together a number very early on that is a texting number of 211211. So if you text 211211 and in the message portion put in COVID-19, COVID-19, it will connect you to the CDC uh, database, which will then give you the top three things you need to be aware of that are currently updated. And then it prompts to ask you if you want your local information, you can put in your zip code. And in putting in your zip code, you get the information from the Orange County Healthcare Agency, the updated information. So that's a way technology, I think, has really been able to help. Yeah, it's just marvelous. And so you talk about if if I or some of our listeners would like to volunteer for yours here in Orange County, California, or around the country, uh, what kind of training would we get? You're not going to put me on the phone or responding to people in need uh, without knowing what I'm doing. What what does the training entail for your 211 outfit? So if it's something that's specific to um, food, like a food pantry type of thing or where we have all of our information kind of segregate, uh, uh, segregated from everything else and it's pretty easy to follow, we put together a training that's a two-hour training that allows people to learn how to get into our system and when calls come to them and what they, can, what they should say and, and not say. Um, if it's further, um, if it's going to be a further uh, in-depth phone calling, our training is about a week. And then for people who want to help us in outreach, which, of course, right now with things that are going on, outdoor outreach and uh, uh, events aren't happening, but that's a place that we work very, very frequently, and, and uh, uh, that's something that we can always use individuals to help us. And that, once again, is about an hour to two hours worth of training. Okay, so it's not really onerous, uh, and you, you oversee this. No, you know, volu- no. <laughs> Volunteering is just a really satisfying, gratifying uh, circumstance, and I, I encourage our listeners to uh, to assist. If you have a little time on your hands, uh, they call, by the way, they call retirement uh, husbands on retirement. They say that, you know, it's twice the husband and half the salary. Well, maybe some of that twice the husband <laughs> could be spent on uh, assisting 211 and you get a great deal of gratification from it. And as you're hearing from Karen Williams, you can do it from your home. Uh, I, I'm right. looking at some more of your information. It says that you have people, is, 211 is a vital service used by millions, hear that again, millions of people across North America every year. Are you, nor, across North America, is Canada involved in this as well, and other countries yes, by chance? Canada, Canada is mm-hmm. certain parts okay. of Canada do have it. And it. And what's interesting about it being across the country, I just find this nuance so fascinating. Two one ones are everywhere except for in Chicago. Huh. Uh, yeah. Karen, do you know how I can prove to you that Jimmy Hoffa and Osama bin Laden are actually dead? They recently, registered, they recently registered to vote in Chicago. Uh, there That's, you go. 
Maybe they can start up a two one one. Chicago is a is unto itself. I, I'm not going to go there, but uh, but but yes. So uh, you say that these these are available all across the country. So if I were in Arkansas or or Ohio or Florida or or Oregon, my chances if I were just to dial two one one on my cell phone, uh, I would be able to be in touch with this uh, uh, broker to tell me my information and and tell me where to, where I could get help. Is is that right? Is that much? Yeah, ab- abso- absolutely. And one of the things that I I do when I'm talking to groups of um, folks who have uh, either adult children who call them with needs or um, uh, grandchildren who are calling grandma and grandpa to help with the rent or car payment. One of the things I'll say is that, you know, if you're, it doesn't matter where they live, except Chicago, it doesn't matter where they (laughs) live. You can have them call, just have them dial 211. And wow. and they can talk to see if they can get utility assistance or if they can get onto a food, uh, the SNAPS program. We call it CalFresh here, but the, the basically food stamps program, that whether they can qualify that. They can see if they can get a lower Internet um, uh, connectivity uh, price. There, there's so many different things that they can do if they're homeless. You know, if they, they need to get into a substance abuse program, they can call 211. So it's one of those things that does allow um, family members, I think, to know that they're still trying to help, um, but trying to get people to be a little bit more self-sufficient. So I like to look at us as a safety net that way as well. Of course. Uh, I use my political philosophy, Karen, that if I were bleeding on the street right at your feet, you would have no legal obligation to help me unless you cause my injuries, which would be different. But but we will because we want to, because we're compassionate people. So you are right. putting that compassion. In fact, that that's your watchword, as I understand it. Your slogan, again, is love, compassion, community, which is precisely what you're doing. And it's not because you have to. And I don't I don't think people are entitled Really, just because I'm alive doesn't mean you owe me anything, but we're compassionate people. We want to, and that's where the private sector really comes in and excels. Uh, so you, you are involved so heavily. Uh, tell me, you have also comments that you can help with utilities payment assistance. If I were in need uh, to pay my light bill, uh, I call 211. What's going to happen if I, I assume that this is legitimate and I have no money or I can't afford it right now? What, what's going to be the response by 211 if I need help in paying my light bill? So what we will do uh, is we will get them connected to the utility company that serves their area that uh, provides that that um, benefit. So I'll give you an example of how, how we utilize these um, uh, different services and how we do an assessment. So if somebody calls us and says, um, I, I, you know, I don't think I'm going to be able to pay my rent and I, I need some rental assistance, the reality is in the community is, is, is that that's pretty hard to come by. There are some groups that have it, but it tends to be as soon as it comes in, it goes right back out again, right? So one of the things that we will do is say, let's talk about how we can help you keep more money to pay your rent by utilizing some of these other services. So one of them might be food pantries. One might be to get somebody on CalFresh. And once again, these are in, the CalFresh program is a, has an income 
qualifier qualifier to it. So it's not uh, if 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 you were able to qualify, let's say for a million dollar loan, and your I don't know whatever your house payment is, and you're just kind of missing it a little bit, that this is not a program that's going to help you. But if you're somebody who's renting a place, and you could even be owning it, but if somebody's renting and um, they need, let's say, in their budget over the course of um, of a month, an extra $200 or so would be really helpful in order to the, make their rent. We try to cobble together the different pieces, food pantries, CalFresh, utility assistance, um, what the, the cell phone programs, which are referred to as Obama phones because they came out during his administration, um, uh, and I think it's the utility, and then Internet access. There are also uh, lower-cost Internet access providers as well. So things that are income-driven that all kind of go together to help get more money in the pocket of the person so that they can stay House. One of the things I would like to point out, and I don't, I would imagine your listeners are probably aware of this, but the cost of somebody once they've become homeless, the cost to society skyrockets. And one of the most important things that we can do is prevent people from falling into homelessness. I always say that if you don't think it's a moral imperative for everyone to be housed, then look at least the cost, at least at the cost that we as a society are paying when somebody becomes homeless. And the costs end up being in everything from the emergency room cost to the EMT cost to any of the law enforcement, um, the, the outreach workers, everybody that kind of goes along the way, that the, the people who have to clean the river trails. Um, it just the costs just really, really ramp up. So um, if the cost of somebody being homeless annually runs between Fifty thousand a year to a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year. Let's say, if by helping somebody get two hundred, three hundred dollars worth of services that can help them stay in their place, that's what we want to do. And well, so that's a lot of how we can help. Of course, hear, hear ye, hear ye, because not only is it the compassionate way to do things, but it's also really of assistance to taxpayers that the most expensive medical care you can get is going to emergency rooms and of course people that have no money end up that's what they do and the emergency rooms are required to take them or the emergency rooms go out of business because they're losing so much money in it which reduces the number of emergency rooms uh, which then complicates the problem it's the same thing and i've been in the justice system uh, pretty much all my professional life Uh, the most expensive response is putting somebody in jail you know, for doing the homeless, the camping, the whatever, urinating in public, whatever, the most expensive response is for jails and also mentally ill. I mean, you're going to have, you have people, I'm sure, Karen, that are calling you either they themselves have a mental illness or their family members or friends are calling you. The most expensive response there is, again, putting them in jail instead of actually triaging, finding out what the problem is, hooking them into services at, in our example, the Orange County Healthcare Agency or or other agencies, which by the way, and I don't mean to demean government agencies, a lot of them really do some good work, including the Orange County Healthcare Agency and from my own experience, but 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 you are assisting 
saving money. I mean, you are you are helping people. You're doing you're doing community work for us all, and uh, and just bless you. What again is that website that people can go and volunteer with you, support you? Because I'd rather give money to two one one O C than the government because you're so much more effective. Uh, what is the website again, no. Karen Williams? The, the the website again is www dot two one one o c dot org o r g indeed or two one one o c dot org. What if people are living in Nebraska or in Vermont? Uh, is there a national number that they can call to get more information for two one one? They're they're not going to call you in Orange County. Well, if they're so, if they're in Nebraska and they need help in Nebraska, they would just dial two one one. They would get their the, the Nebraska two one one. Which, by the way, I know the the gal who runs that organization. She's great. Um, if somebody is in, uh, let's say, L.A. and they want help for their Orange County relatives, um, if they dialed L.A., they would get the two one one L.A. But they could also dial an eight 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 number and reach us here in Orange County, and that number is 888-600-4357. And the other way, once again, talking about technology where things have become, has become a little bit easier and I think really assists for those who do text, you can text your zip code to the number 898-211. That would be the number you would call 898-211. You put in your zip code. The zip code will direct you to the 211 in your area. And then you can, we, for example, if you do one of our Orange County texts that would come to us, it gets put in the queue with the calls, and our, our care coordinators then will respond back. And it's, it's a really easy way to communicate. We can send information, different things that, that are needed uh, if people aren't able to actually talk on the phone. So one way or the other, if you're in the United States or Canada and you were to text 898-211, uh, you would then be placed into context with uh, whatever the, the local 211 would be? Correct. So if I, because I live in California, say I were traveling in Nebraska and dialed on my phone, my cell phone, which is based in Orange County, California, and were to dial 211, would I get California or would I get Nebraska? You get Nebraska. Oh, really? Okay, good. So it depends where you are instead of where your home is for your phone. Good. good. Right, right. Years, years ago, it used to be the other way, but now because it, we've got GPS on our phone, everybody knows where you are, right? So it, it will read it as being where you're located. Yeah, that's a scary thought. That's bring, that's bringing yeah, it in something else. But, but <laughs> that, that's kind of yeah. where we're going. So you've been doing this for how long, and how many how many folks have you worked with over the years? Oh, my goodness. So I have um, been with the organization for, it'll be nine years this summer. And uh, as I said, I did not come out of the nonprofit world. I, I, had, I had been doing some volunteer outreach at my church, working uh, with some folks who were homeless at the time. Uh, and boy, how many people have I helped uh, figure, probably just under a million. Yeah. Just it's just marvelous. Yeah, so if if people call you, is there a wait time? Do people get put on hold? Uh, what what happens there? Because there have to be multiple so, calls at the same time. Yeah. So there's a there's a prompt at the beginning of the call uh, when you 
when you call in that allows you, and it kind of depends on what the situation is. So if you've got, let's say, coronavirus thing, it's like you, if you want information on that, press this number. If you want food pantry, press this number. If you're a veteran, press whatever. And it can kind of put you into a queue, and it will tell you what the wait time is going to be. Uh, other than when we're in crisis mode, which is what we've been in recently, um, typically all calls are answered in under a minute. Um, but the times will vary when we get totally swamped in a crisis situation. And that's for the texting piece, I think, quite honestly. The other thing, if I could mention, is if you go to our website, the 2110c.org, you also have the ability to, if you go to the homepage and kind of scroll down, there's some icons that allow you, that's food or housing or whatever, you can click on there and you can actually find information yourself. And what we found during the the course of time is that we've really grown that, um, that selection. People like now that they're more computer savvy, like that selection purposes, so where we might get about 90,000 calls, we will have over 300,000 web searches. I see. So, and so if I were to volunteer with you, for example, again, and I would be staying at home cooked into my computer, someone were to call 211, they'd immediately get this recording. If you have, for example, a question on food, dial or poke uh, number five, and then I would be only involved with, as, as a volunteer, the uh, the food issues, so it would come to me, so I wouldn't, if I uh-huh. were only, that's correct. So, so it screens them out that way, so that's, that's good, that's how you don't get me in the food issue answering a medical emergency. <laughs> right, right, and the other thing, just as a volunteer standpoint that's important too, is that we also need people, and librarians, retired librarians, retired Teachers, this is a great place for them. We have to curate, if you will, our resource database. And we've got a lovely team that does that, but we're constantly in touch with the different agencies. So that's another way uh, people can work uh, for us, either at our facility or at home, whatever is easier to help us uh, make sure our data is up, the most up-to-date. Karen Williams, on behalf of us all, here in Orange County, California, around the country, around North America. Hats off. Thank you. Just take a bow. Thank you for what you're doing. You are doing what all of us would like to do in many ways, and we can, but through leadership of good, honest people like you, using those libertarian values of responsibility, compassion, caring, that and, and effectiveness, that, that this is what the private sector accomplishes a lot more than government does. We're with government. I'm not demeaning government, but the private sector just does it so much better. So there are a lot of things going on that are that are bad in this world, and we get hit in the face with them all the time. But there are a lot of good things that are happening, too, and we discuss a lot of them here on All Rise, because if we employ these values, what? Community, love, compassion, 211. I mean, that's what you do. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for being with us and sharing. Again, go to www.211oc.org, or you can text into, let's see, I wrote it down. I saw it a minute ago. Text into 898-211 and find out 
in your locality where you can go and you'll hear good, compassionate, effective people like Karen Williams. So thanks again for being with us and thanks again for tuning in to our audience. Join us again next week or anytime on demand. You can go to voiceamerica.com, the Variety Channel. Listen to this show 17 times if you wish and you'll learn something each of those times. I'm going to listen again. And in the meantime, I tell you with all gratitude and, and the rest, life is good. Why do I say that? Because it's certainly is. Talk to you soon. See you next week. Thanks for listening today. All Rise, the Libertarian Way with retired Judge Jim Gray can be heard every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time and 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We know you'll want to join us again next week and tell your friends that help is on the way. Strengthen my thoughts that help us control.